something really interesting about India is that they sell most of their coffee locally. And the reason yeah. that they sell most of their coffee locally is because they mostly grow Robusta. And they don't really struggle at all to sell it because it's companies like Nestle and Unilever, like it's being sold to instant coffee uh, suppliers. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode three of our five-part series where we're talking about World Coffee Conference in India this past couple of weeks. And uh, we're also talking about this emerging market that is the Indian coffee market. Now, we say emerging, but India has a long, long history of growing coffee. It is one of the biggest robust markets in the world, and it is emerging with regards to the way that they are viewing growing coffee. With me for this series is Yusuf Al-Zayed uh, from Saudi Arabia, and Yusuf was at World Coffee Conference with me, and we decided we, we have to do a series about what we experience. Now, Yusuf, India is um, is a unique market for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Why don't you give people an understanding? Like after before World Coffee Conference, I went and visited Komal and Akshay's farm and um, mm -hmm. also Punacha's um, farms, and I was like mind blown. Um, this was my second origin trip. The week before I went there was my first origin trip to Hawaii, which are both pretty okay. like not standard. Uh, you know, then they're, they're not usually the places people go to origin. It's usually somewhere in Latin America or in in, in Africa. Two different sceneries, though. Completely different, right? Um, so give people a kind of an, a a brief on what origin is like in India. So it depends where you're going. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now I visited two, two areas, two different uh -huh. cities. So I did Korg and I did Czech Mangalore. Uh -huh. Korg is more of the large, like open farm, um, not a lot of hills, uh -huh. mainly flat. Uh, it's about a thousand meter above sea level. Mm -hmm. And it's like large uh, farms. Yeah. Or fairly large. Because then actually will be like, well, you know, mine is not large. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it is it is very different. Yeah. It's more like a foresty style. Yeah. Um, uh, amazing. Uh, farm. It is amazing. It's, uh, you know, it's lovely. It rains a lot, humid, um, and it has a lot of shades. Yeah. Comparing to other origins. Yeah. But then when I went to Chakmangalore, that was a bit different. That was a more of a 1,200, 1,400, 1,500 meters above sea level. Uh, it's a more of a hilly one. It is, it, it's also forest-like, but it's, um, it has more mud, like when it, when it went trained, so like you'll have to be careful going up and down. Yeah, um, wow. It, it is quite different. And you were but, at Himo's farm when you oh, were there. Yeah, yeah. Krishna Shout Gray. out to Himo. Himo. Yeah. Himo, he was a great host. Legend. And, uh, he kept get, telling me, like, tell Akshay, buddy, <laughs> come to the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> so so when you look at the um, the farms that were in Chikmangalore, what was the dis was the the elevation? And the um, the incline was that the main difference between the ones in Cork? 
That, I would say yes. Um, okay. And the style of planting is different because, right. um, well, of course, because it's a higher elevation, it's going to ripen later, right? Right. Because, yeah. That, so that's one. So you will have the the different ripen timing times. differently. Yep. You will have the more hilly side of it. Um, a bit harder to maintain because you have coffees that are growing like in a, in, in, in a steeper areas. So you would probably not touch those or you'll have a hard time touching them. And yeah, you know, it, it, it is exposed to a different environment. Do they grow mostly Arabica or Robusta in Chikmangalore? From the farm I visited was mainly Arabicas because okay. that's the only farm I, pass, I visited. Right. I passed by a lot of few farms, but it was... Uh, Himo's farm was Arabicos mainly. So, folks, something really interesting about India is that they sell most of their coffee locally. And the reason yeah. that they sell most of their coffee locally is because they mostly grow Robusta. And they don't really struggle at all to sell it because it's companies like Nestle and Unilever. Like, it's being sold to instant coffee that suppliers. Does. Yeah. Folks, our first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, is now available for you to learn at your own pace for just 50 euros, and it comes with a certificate upon completion. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash workshops or click the link in the show notes for more details. Support this podcast by supporting our sponsors. Ta-ta. Uh, so the coffee, because it sells for the C-market price locally very quickly, commercial grade at a high price right it's quite high you know it, why why well one of the reasons is because they have 100 percent importing um tax duties or tax yeah. on importing green beans green beans from outside because it's part of their i guess it, to protect their to, to protect their, the economy their market right yeah their market so growers mainly sell and focus on the indian, on the indian market well, there is a that that's the other thing I was going to say is that they have such a high consuming, um, like every cafe that you speak to, every roaster that you speak to, they're roasting Indian coffee. A Starbucks, which is co owned by Tata, majority owned by Tata over there, in boasts India. in India, boasts yeah. that it only serves Indian coffee. So it's a selling point. They position it as a selling point, but the reality of it is it's prohibitive for them to use any other coffees because of the duties and taxes that they have to pay to import those coffees. So it's very, but, very interesting. But I also think that um, the general population of India is proud. They're proud people of their own product. Yeah. I think the culture in general, like, oh, this is, we grow this. I've been doing this for fourth generation. Yeah. I said, like Shravan, you know, he was, selling his he, he was using his own coffees at his roast his roaster he was, yeah. he was not selling abroad i think he sells to other people but he still supply his roastery and he's proud about it he's happy like yeah. he was a very passionate person to speak about his espresso when he was making it to us right I even mean, though that first brew was bad <laughs> And then when he tasted it, he was like, that was a bad coffee. Uh, but he but was the second one was fantastic, Shravan. Yeah. <laughs> you bastard. I can't believe you said that. He's going to kill you when he sees you. The, no, he, I'm glad when he, when he drank it, he's like, dude, that's a bad coffee. Bring it. 
<laughs> but it, we came into him like right when he was setting up his <laughs> booth. Like he was, <laughs> he oh, was that, that bus ride. Dude, that was after the bus ride. That was, so what um, Yusuf is referring to there is that there was um, a, a lockdown because there was what's called a bund, uh, a strike that was happening. And so we had a police escort from our hotel to the convention um, because there was supposed to be some protests and because we were part of the G20 and we were delegates and et cetera, et cetera, they had police escorts. The funniest thing was we had a military police inside the bus and he was sitting behind Yusuf and he kept asking everyone for selfies. <laughs> it was so fantastic. The cop was asking everybody if he could take a selfie with us. It was really fantastic. <laughs> yeah, and then we did take a selfie. That was a funny one. Yeah. So, um, But, yeah, it, even, we went to Shravan after yeah. that. And yeah. then it was like, oh, do it. Like, you're here. I haven't started, but I'll make you something. So that yeah. was a nice. Plan. And we went back the next day, exceptional coffee. Like the beautiful thing is how proud everybody is of what they're doing. They're trying to yes. do better. Mukul is a fifth generation or sixth generation coffee producer. He didn't know anything when he came into it. And he was telling me when we spent some time talking how deeply passionate he is about yeah. everything that he's doing now like and that it was something that i found really beautiful like nobody's doing this just to strip pick and sell their coffee none of the people that we were hanging out with so no one from south india coffee company uh himo mokol like none of the people that we were around were actually um just doing this because this is something that they have to do to make money. They're all passionate yeah. about driving the industry forward and looking for new ways to invent really good opportunities for great coffee to be exported. And I think they have the infrastructure and they have the know-how. 100%. I think it's going to be with the people we saw and how they're how passionate they are yeah. about their uh, their market and their the, the coffee and their stories, I think, will be heard very soon in the speciality world overseas. Oh, yeah, you'll hear it on this podcast because Charles Dennison, Dr. Aaron Davis, and South India Coffee Co., they're all coming together to really, really drive a lot of research and drive a lot of the publishing of papers and open source uh, information. And they're going to come and talk about it on this podcast. So keep an uh, keep your eye out for those people coming on this podcast to make announcements and to to give us an insight into what's coming up because it is very very exciting what's happening in India with regards to the research. The government is really getting behind the research. Uh, they're not waiting for certain organisations that won't be mentioned to fund all of these kinds of things. Um. In your experience, Yusuf, did you do you find that the market is going to stay robust or heavy, or do you think that there's going to be this shift towards uh, all of these new varieties? I think the market has to shift. Right. Eventually, it will shift because you can't be depend dependent on one just variety or sorry species and yeah, and 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 think it will stay with you forever. You know. I right. Mean, Arabica came after cross, you know, cross breeding between two different things. Right. Um, so the market will evolve. I think Robusta will make a scene. 
everywhere because continue yeah there's a lot of marketing yeah, well, money well, going behind governments I'm, pushing that well i'm speaking especially about the specialty market and you know the, right the robusta is usually it's a taboo topic it's earthy it's bitter i mean all of that could be changed with the new processes right because totally all you need to do is to find the right chemical component that there in the bean that's producing that bad note that you don't like and find a way to you know remove it through processing so you're a scientist you know that yeah so with that being said robusta will make a scene i think liberica and excelsa will be a next thing coming up i mean with grafting as well oh yeah for sure um grafting will help for sure well we're hoping but i think it will definitely help because it's been proven other uh fruits so, um, and I think I'm not knowledgeable enough about that side. So I think it has right. worked in coffee before, so, but I don't know. I think uh, Dr. Davis and Charles and actually could speak more about that because they're more into the mm. planting side of it. But I think um, specialty coffee will ha- will become more interesting with different species. Uh, yeah. And then I don't think specialty coffee should be just only associated with Arabicas. Right. And it's you not know, just the, the species, it's the varieties within the species that are being discovered oh, yeah. and that there's new, there's a lot of work being put into finding, you know, uh, natural mutations and and it's very exciting. Like you go to South Indian Coffee Co and they've got this special garden for, for species, species where they're trying, that have just you know, naturally evolved or they had, they've yeah. grafted certain things. You know, another thing that I found um, when I compared the two different origin experiences, the thing that I, like was very, very interesting to me in India was you'd walk into a shade-grown crop of Robusta and it felt mm-hmm. like you were like these, these really tall shade trees, like they – it almost was like you were being protected by them, like you're in some kind of a, a fairy tale and you're in this forest and it's filled with coffee trees and there's vegetation that's naturally growing around them and overseeing the whole forest is these big shade trees that are just kind yeah, of some- towering over everything. It's m- kind of magical, isn't it? Yeah, some of those trees are like hundreds of years. Yeah. Like you look at the trunk and you're like, the, the, the trunk, right? The cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's so huge and it's just phenomenal. You look yeah. at it, it's like massive. Yeah. And it's amazing the way you look at the trees. Like, yeah, I, I lo- it's an indescribable experience. That's it really is. And guys, if you get the chance to go, go. Like the the generosity of the, the producers over there and the pride to show you what they have have created over the last few hundred years of coffee is just wild. Go to our Instagram, mapitforward.coffee, and you can see in our highlights reels, you can see some really amazing, uh, uh, not only Robusta farms, also Arabica farms, but what you do get to see is farms that are like really well kind of put together and then you get to go into the jungle and jungles that are owned by producers where everything's just kind of planted and left to to kind of grow as it is around like it's you can't describe it you just got to go and see it 
You know, you walk through the jungle, you're covered in leeches, there's pepper trees everywhere because they co-plant. It's just, it's something spectacular to see. And even if you've been to Origin, if you haven't been to India, this is something that you've got to see. It's kind of wild. Yeah, and these are a bit different. I visited oh, yeah. Origins in Guatemala and El Salvador. It's it's very different. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wonderful kind. And and the exciting part about it is that as you get this new generation of producers who are fifth and sixth generation, they really are leaning very heavily into specialty. And what you're starting to see is they are building a local economy for specialty consuming businesses so roasteries and um and cafes and this is where like you meet someone like matt from blue to kai and you get really really excited about the future and even shravan you get so excited about what they're building that it it's just going to have a whole new kind of expression of specialty coffee kind of similarly to what's happening in Dubai and Saudi with regards to specialty coffee because where you guys are starting and where India is starting is what it took us 30 years to build so your starting point is is kind of what we've done over 30 years and you guys are going to take it in a whole different um, direction. So that's what we're going to talk about in the next episode, folks, is this emerging consumer market that's happening in India. So join us for that. Peace, love and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Mapper Forward, head to mapperforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.